Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number 25 of the Talking Blues podcast. I am Josh, and I am joined by my co-host Alex in this one, um, and Peter will join us a little bit later. We have a special episode today because we are kind of you know doing something different here on Talking Blues. We're going to be having a little game show, a little trivia. Um, I will be hosting it. We'll have Alex and Peter guessing the questions. So it's it's like interesting how I did it. So we have like some... Some new Chelsea stuff, some old Chelsea stuff, nothing like too old, um, kind of like the older stuff is like player backgrounds or stuff like that. You'll figure it out in a little bit. But first, we got a game to pre or to recap and then a game to preview. Chelsea dropped two in a row now. This one now against Wolverhampton Wonders, 2-1 win uh, for them. Olivier Giroud getting another goal, though, in the 49th minute. And then you have... Uh, uh, Podence got a goal in the 66th minute, and then Neto got a goal in the 95th minute. Broke our hearts. I I kind of forgot about it because we were recording two days later. Oh my god, that was it was it was tough to watch. Um, you know, Alex especially, he could not put out a final game tweet. It was too tough for him. So I guess you you're not even gonna get game updates anymore when Alex is upset. I I feel like you should just put emotion aside when you're tweeting out. But apparently, Alex has different viewpoints on that, and we'll go to him right now. Um, you know, for his feelings, I'm sure he'll let you know in that 95th minute. It's just not good enough. It's just not good enough. I, I, I'm still angry about it today. Luckily, you know, I mean, not, actually, there's nothing. Luckily, nothing good happened out of that whole situation. No one played well. I thought on the day, to be honest, I, I felt like they. I mean, we had chances to put the game away, right? Giroud had that open header. Zuma had the header that hit the crossbar. Like, we had chances. If we can put those chances away, that's game over right there. We're up 2-0. We're in control of the game. I'm not saying we're going to win the game, definitely, but it's definitely uh, more likely that we are. Um, I, I think I, 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 it was just disappointing, right? I think defensively we're starting to see the struggles again. I think Thiago Silva obviously had a good game. Kurt Zuma had a decent game. It's not even defensively we're bad. It's just we're getting counterattacked off our poor, you know, offensive performance when we're missing chances, when we're getting all these clear-cut chances that we have 
and we're not scoring them, we're not putting them away and not putting the game away. And that's where the real problem lies. Um, and so a lot of the responsibility falls on that, uh, you know, front three or four when you got Kai Havertz, who once again did not look very good. He needs some sort of fresh – I mean, we got to give him time. I'm going to repeat it over and over again. We got to give him time. We got to be patient. The guy had COVID and he moved to a new country where they don't speak the same language. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's complicated, right? You got to give him time. Timo Werner, he looked really good when he first got here. He's having a little bit of a slump. We got to give him a little bit more time too. Uh, at least he's shown that he can be very good. Um, and, you know, Hakeem Ziyech obviously looks amazing. Um, and he's going to be returning from injury, actually. We got an injury update. Um, he's going to be returning to training soon, and he'll be back uh, a little bit after Christmas for that game against Arsenal on Boxing Day. Um, so it uh, it seems like things are getting better, but I think Frank's going to have to make a shift, and um, we're going to talk about that uh, when we preview the West Ham game. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I don't know if you mentioned for Christmas too, it's Calum Hudson-Odoi and Hakeem Ziyech are looking uh, to come back from their injuries. Um, I think you did mention it, but just bringing it up again. And yeah, I mean, it was tough. It was tough to watch, I feel like. Um, seeing Kai Havertz play the ball just very badly. He had some very poor touches, some passes that just did not look good where he was going. Um, and, you know, we had it in the first game where Kai Havertz did some passes. I think he did the one where it went, like, all the way out, or was that Timo Werner? It was, like, one of them, one of the two signings. And everyone's like, they were really bad signings. You know, they're overrated, busts, whatever you want to call it. You know, in the U.S., I don't know if that works in the U.K., but, you know, in the U.S., it's like when a player's bad signing, we call it a bust. So that, that you know, we would say that's a bust. And it, it, they just looked bad in this game. Timo Werner looked bad, and Kai Havertz looked bad. The two signings from Germany did not look good. And I think Chelsea fans know that. I don't think they can deny that. Um, and I haven't seen one on Twitter that's denying the fact that they're that they're not playing so well. So I definitely see them accept the fact that they're playing, um, you know, poorly. But Olivier Giroud just does what he does best, and he scores another goal. And I think that's the only player that's been pretty consistent right now. Um, you know, through this tough time, and our, there might be more. And I think, you know, Alex has something to say about that, so I'll go to him right now. Uh, just going back to Kai Havertz and Timo Werner, I know when we first brought them in, right? So there's, a, you know, a history of Germans struggling when they come from the Bundesliga, um, specifically Germans. Obviously, this is just, uh, you know, some stereotype that's not exactly true, but it just seems to be going over um, and impacting them negatively and you're seeing that oh they say you know Germans can't succeed in the Premier League it's too fast paced blah 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 um and it's it's I think it can't be um I I think you got to give him time them time both of them um and it's definitely a struggle to move to the Premier League we've seen so many players struggle um coming to this league got to give them time um so I think that's part of the reason and, you know, when I notice, the thing I notice with them is their first touch doesn't seem right. When they receive the ball, it's either too heavy of a touch, too light of a touch, and it seems like they're just not, like, in it properly, I feel like. They don't seem to have communication when Kai Havertz is on that right-hand side. Reese James is making certain runs. He doesn't seem to understand which runs Reese James is making, misplays the, misplaces the pass. But I don't think it's because it was a bad pass, actually. I think it's just the miscommunication with it 
if Reese James was going the way that Kai Havertz thought he was going to go, then it would have been an excellent fast. But they need to get that communication better, and that might be a part of the struggle. Um, so, you know, a lot of things just need to fit together. But I think, like I said before, we need to make some changes. Olivier Giroud, like you mentioned, sorry for interrupting that, but uh, he's been on fire recently. So hopefully he keeps banging the goals up front. Yeah, and I mean, you're completely right. So what I want to go to now, and don't worry, we're going to preview um, Chelsea's next game coming up right uh, against West Ham, which is a very good squad, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but a few things we need to cover. We need to get to the stats. We need to get to, um, you know, another uh, man of the match for Chelsea. We do it even on losses. But, and, but right now I want to ask you the one question. You kind of mentioned this earlier, and you said we were going to mention the preview, but I want you to, you know, answer it right now, Alex. Two-game losing streak for Chelsea. Have not seen it since our loss to Liverpool, right, a, a few months ago. What can Chelsea do better? And I think you alluded to it earlier with the formation. But, yeah, what can Chelsea do better to, to win these games? So I think we have to be more clinical. That's number one. When we're in front of goal, we're missing these chances that, you know, we can't be missing. And part of it is that we're not playing aggressively. I wouldn't say we're not playing aggressively enough. But I think going forward we often seem a little bit out of touch um, communication-wise. I think that just, you know, takes time with team building, like I've mentioned already. And I think I think the lack of a clear number nine is the problem. I think we all thought when Timo Werner came in here that he was going to be the clear number nine, but I don't think he exactly works in the Premier League where teams sit back like that and are so physical, and he obviously is not the biggest person. Um, and, like, I think he can't win those aerial battles that you really need to win if you're a striker in the Premier League. And so I think he's been forced into an awkward position. I don't think he exactly fits in the Premier League. I think there's a reason he succeeded in the Bundesliga, um, because he is a very, very good player. I just don't think he fits exactly the Premier League yet. But I think he's still such a good player that I think he could fit in. So it's the question of how do you fit in him? How do you fit in Kai Havertz? Because we know they're talented players. We know they're extremely talented and very good. And we know they're only going to get better. How do we how do we fit them in so that they're comfortable and they're playing their best football? That's really the question that Frank Lampard has to ask himself. Because when you bring in Kai Havertz for $90 million, you you have to make sure that he's playing his best position. And he can't. He can't bust, as you know, people say. He he's we got to give him the whole season, and he really we can't afford for him to bust, spending that much money on him. So we got to build this team around him um, to see what we can do there. So that that's really it going forward. Defensively, I mean, we've been pretty solid. You know, two goals given up, yes, but nothing really too crazy. Just when we're trying to get uh, back into the game, that we really conceded that uh, second goal. Uh, so, eh, you know, I, I don't really know what to say, but those main things going forward, I think, are the key points um, to change. Right. So two-game losing streak, you know, follow what Alex says, and that'll hopefully get you a win. Let's go to game summary slash statistics here. We'll get you the man of the match in a minute. N'Golo Conte got a yellow card. Mason Mount got a yellow card. Chelsea did a double switch at the 71st minute, brought on Mikhail Kovacic for Kai Havertz, and Tammy Abraham for Olivier Giroud. And then for the statistics, fouls were tied 12-12. The yellow cards were also tied 2-2. No red cards in this game. One on sides for Wolves. Corner kick 6-5 Chelsea. Saves 2-2. 
Possession, Chelsea won that 55% to 45%. Shots on goal or shots were 13-12 Chelsea. Shots on goal were 4-3 Wolves. And um, now last five for Chelsea, it's going to be draw, win-win, draw, loss. No, that is not right. Two, it's going to be win-win, draw, loss, loss. There we go. That is better. I, uh, I, I, I did not um, have the Wolves game in there. That is why my, my last five were not. Um, you know, we're not there. Okay. Anyway, man of the match. I will go ahead and start first. You know, I can't really pick a man of the match in this game. It, it was kind of tough, but I'm actually going to go with N'Golo Conte because it was a nice, solid performance that we like to see from N'Golo Conte every game. And I thought he played pretty well. He ensured that Wolves didn't really enjoy success running through Chelsea's midfield as he normally does. And, you know, a quality start. And I was listening on, um, you know, on uh, Sirius XM, actually, the FC radio. And they were kind of saying, like, you know, they were they were debating, like, hasn't seen the best game from N'Golo Conte. And then uh, the, the other, um, I don't know who the announcers were, but the other announcer was saying, oh, well, actually, he actually had a pretty good consistent game. It's just that we expect such high standards for a normal game of N'Golo Conte because he's such a good player in the defensive midfield role that, you know, this this game is actually pretty good. So, yeah, that's why I have my man, uh, my, my man of the match for Chelsea. Once again, he did not um, let Wolves really get past that midfield position, and he made several key interceptions. Um, and he also came up for Chelsea's attack most of the time and did pretty well uh, there as well. So... Normal, good good uh, game for N'Golo Conte, and he's my Chelsea man of the match in this one. Yeah, and he was also very good at catching the throw-in um, there, so that was pretty funny. I know people were laughing about that. And he actually came out after the game, which is very unlike him because he's obviously a quiet guy, and talked about how disappointing the performance was and how we need to do better. So I like seeing that from him. Um, obviously one of the older players on the team because our team's so young. Um, so, you know, good that he's getting out there and understands what's going on. He had a very good game. I agree with you. For me, I'm going to go with Thiago Silva. Yes, we conceded two goals, but he looks so good. You know what's interesting? I'm going to go a little bit background into deeper stories, right? People always talked about Thiago Silva as one of these, you know, great center backs, one of the great center backs, right, of, you know, my time of watching football. I never really understood. I never watched him, right? He was at PSG most of the time. I never watched the French League. Um, And I thought, oh, is he that big of a deal? And then obviously World Cup 2014, you saw Brazil totally fall apart against Germany. And, you know, most people say, oh, it was Neymar, right? He wasn't there. But no, no, no. It was Thiago Silva that wasn't there. That was the problem. That's why they conceded seven goals. And I never understood it. I didn't realize what qualities he had, but he is so calm. When he's running um, after an attacker, he's not even running. He's, like, jogging. He's, like, barely, like, he's, like, slow jogging. And it feels like he's moving so fast, yet he's moving so slow. Um, but it, it just feels, you can see his experience. And it's really something valuable. And, I, and I, now I totally understand why people are saying that, you know, he's been one of the best defenders over the past 10, 15 years. And, yeah, his quality is very good. And I think he's really helping Kurt Zuma as well. So that's really good. And he's going to be my man of the match because I thought he had a pretty good performance today. And obviously, like you said, there wasn't really any great performances. We did lose the game, so (laughs) I can't really say anything too much more than that. Yeah, and I mean, coming from Thiago Silva and even Frank Lampard admitted it that he's such a key role in this Chelsea team that he admits that Thiago Silva will need to play a 
a well a key leadership role in Chelsea's Champions League run after you know seeing that that Chelsea is going to get Atletico Madrid in the last 16 um you know Lampard admitted that Thiago Silva if there's any player that's got to step up take a leadership role in this uh, you know Champions League run that Chelsea hopes to have it's going to be Thiago Silva you know in the defensive side at least maybe even you know, out of the the starting eleven, he might take the leadership role, which I, you know, it could be Conte. Who knows? But I mean, who's had the most experience towards the end of the UEFA Champions League? It's going to be Thiago Silva, as Paris Saint Germain made it last year, lost to Bayern Munich. He did not play in the first uh, first game, but he played in the I think it was the second game um, where they lost one nil to Bayern Munich, and he actually picked up a yellow card in that game. Um, but so if, if there's any player that we want to take a leadership role in, you know, UEFA Champions League, especially coming down to it, he's had probably the closest experience to the or he has. Like, this is a proven fact. He's had the, you know, the, the closest experience to winning it of late of recently. And that was last year. So he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And really, we have so many young players on this team when you see the dynamics. Right. So just a cute uh, couple little things I saw. Right. You see. After a ball in, I believe, by Pulisic in the first half, you see Giroud talking to him, who's obviously another vastly experienced player, trying to give him, you know, that knowledge that they possess. And then you see Thiago Silva talking to Ben Chilwell. You see him talking to Reese James and all that communication, obviously Kurt Zuma. And I think that really helps. Um, and I think he really possesses something that's very special for this Chelsea team. I'm not going to go on and on about it. We're going to talk about him probably all season. So, uh yeah, Josh, do you have anything else before we uh, move on? No, I think it's perfect time to move on to this West Ham team. We're going to be playing them on Monday, December 21st at 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. That would be about uh, 8, right? 8, 8, 8 p.m. UK time. I should know this beforehand. I should even know this while I'm doing it. I, I don't even, I'm sorry for all you British viewers, but. It's going to be 8 p.m. Uh, in the U.K. Um, one, like I said earlier, West Ham has actually been playing very good football so far this season. Uh, Chelsea is going to be or is in six right now. Uh, they've dropped down from I think they were in third. They have 22 points and just behind them by one point is West Ham at 21. They are not tied with anyone in points right now. So this is going to be a close game. It's going to be a good game. And I actually have some interesting stuff coming from my score prediction, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, But first of all, we're going to go through our lineup previews. We talked about it earlier. Alex mentioned it. Uh, We've mentioned it a few times so far in this episode. It's going to be a change in the formation. We both have a change in our formations. I'm going with a 3-5-2. Alex will let you know what he's going with and who he's starting in goal in this one. So I'm going to be going with a 3-4-2-1 in this game. I think we need to change. I think you need to go three in the back. Um, uh, And I think it's going to be interesting to see what Frank Lampard does. I think he will go three in the back, but I'm interested in the personnel that he chooses. Um, And in goal, I'm going to go Edward Mendy. Nothing, you know, to stop me from picking him. Kepa's not coming back. It's not, wasn't any of Mendy's fault, really, that any of those goals went in. Um, And... Yeah, so just I'm going to go Mendy, um, and I'm sure Josh is going Mendy as well, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, I have Mendy in net as well, and what I want to go through now, and I, or I'm going to make this clear, I have a three-five-two, very scrambled, very odd, I think, I think personally, uh, uh, formation and players and positions, so I could be very wrong, but 
I wanted to try something different, throw some people around, see what happens. So I guess I'll go on to my attacking wing backs right now. And those are going to be on the left side. Same thing, Ben Chilwell and Reese James. I don't think Frank, Link, Frank Lampard should, should change that at all. And they both played very well for this team, especially Reese James. We covered it, I think, last episode. But he shouldn't be changing that. So those are my two uh, wing backs. I just remember that I didn't even talk about my three center backs yet. So we'll have Alex talk about that and then go to that. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, so I have James and Chilwell, my wing backs as well. Um, like you mentioned, no need to change them. In my center defense, um, I'm going to go Aspi, Silva, and Kurt Zuma. I think um, Aspi will start on the right-hand side, push forward a little bit. So sometimes with that four in the back, Reese James goes forward. It's almost like a four in the back. Um, and I think that would be a nice way to put him there. Tiago Silva in the middle, the central captain. Aspi would probably be the captain in this situation, but he's there. He's overseeing everything. Um, and then Kurt Zuma on that left-hand side, backing up Ben Chilwell defensively. Um, and I like seeing them there. Um, so that's my defense uh, for this weekend, or Monday. All right, so going on to my center backs, I'm going to have on the left side of it, uh, of the left side of the center backs, I think it's the same thing as you, Alex. Uh, Kurt Zuma, obviously we know that on the right side, Asby and James will hopefully fit well. So I'm going to have him on the right side of that. And then middle center back, like Alex said, the leader of the team, Thiago Silva. So that's who I'm going to have there. At my like three, uh, basically, if you're doing the 4-3-3, the uh, center mid and then the attacking midfielders, I'm going to have Kovacic kind of in the bottom midfield role. So like the center mid, center defensive mid. Then on the left side, Mason Mount. And on the right side, Kai Havertz. So I'm going to go with Conte and Kovacic. I think together I have two in the midfield. I think together they work well. I think Kovacic brings something. I don't know why he doesn't start. I think he's quality. I think he is on good form. Um, and I think he has to start. And he brings such a good flow transitioning uh, transitioning from uh, defense to attack. So I think he goes in there alongside N'Golo Conte. No need to explain why N'Golo Conte is in there. Uh, I noticed you didn't have N'Golo Conte. Is he getting a rest? What's going on, Josh? Well, the thing is, if you want to throw me under the bus here, I want to go full attacking in this game. Uh, and that's why I have three at the back. That's why I don't have a goal of content in my midfield. I'm going to stick up with what I'm doing, Alex. You can't get me to say I'm, you know, I did a mistake and I'm going to change my midfield to put in goal of content. I'm going all attacking. And that's why for my two attacking, um, you know, players, I'm going to have Christian Pulisic and Timo Werner full on attacking. That's, I think that's the way we got to win this game. We got to rebound somehow, so that's why. All right, so for my attack, I'm going full last season. Timo Werner on the bench, Kai Havertz on the bench. They need a break. They need to clear their heads. They need to go have a spa day. They need to do something else and come back better. Christian Pulisic, Olivier Giroud, Mason Mount, that's my front three, um, and I really like that. Uh, Mount on the... Right-hand side, Giroud up top, and Pulisic on the left. And that's what I like there um, against West Ham. Going into uh, the opposition a little bit in West Ham, they played uh, uh, Crystal Palace, I believe it was yesterday, and uh, their striker, Hilaire, scored a wonderful bicycle kick. I'm not sure if you saw that, Josh, but uh, he was – it was incredible. So let's not let that happen. Um, so uh, hopefully that doesn't happen and we'll be good. But yeah, um, they definitely have a quality team and we uh, should uh, definitely be worried and hopefully focused coming up. 
All right, so let's go on to the score prediction right now. I'm going to have a 2-1 win. Like I said, different. 2-1 win West Ham. I don't think Chelsea wins this one. I think it's going to be the complete opposite. I think Chelsea are going to come to fight. I think there's going to be a huge reaction. 4-0 Chelsea. Yes, I'm going for it. 4-0. I think we show that we oh. are true contenders and that these last two games were flukes. Come on, you Blues. Let's hope that happens. I'm probably wrong, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, Alex, you talked about the 5-2 game against, uh, was it, Cronzador, and that did not really happen, so I don't know how much I'm going to believe. Uh, in your score predictions, you did not choose a goal scorer, and do, do you have a goal scorer in this one? I have a free kick from Mason Mount, and I have a Christian Pulisic goal. Okay, there they are. All right, so I think what everyone came to listen to this episode for, the Chelsea Game Show slash Trivia with Alex and Peter as our two guests, not really, as our two co-hosts, as the two players of the game, is coming up right after this amazing game show music. All right, welcome back. It is time. Chelsea trivia game show, whatever you want to call it. Alex versus Peter. So basically, here we go. We got a rundown of all the questions. Like I said, it should be kind of like modern. Uh, it's going to be more like modern Chelsea type of stuff, like player background stuff. We'll get into it uh, in a little bit. You know, play along yourself at home as well. And, uh, you know, tweet out what you got. At, follow us at Talking Blues on Talking Blues Pod on Twitter and, you know, tweet what you got right, what you got wrong. Uh, let us know. It's going to be 10 questions, 15 if needed. We'll see what happens with that. Maybe we'll just do it for fun, but I do have 15 questions in front of me here. Once again, one point per question. There's one question where you can get up to, I think it's three points. Um, but I think, you know what? We'll, we'll get a statement from each contestant before we begin. So I'll start with Peter. Get an opening statement. Alex, then you can get an opening statement. Respond to whatever Peter says. Peter, how do you feel going into this one? Uh, I have no idea. I have not been told any questions, so I feel like I'm going to do terrible, but I, I, I'll be confident. I'm going to do amazing. I'm going to get them all right. Alex, I'm going to beat you, even though I won't. You know, Josh, I'm pretty confident going into this. I think I've got it. I think I've got every single one right. I think I know. I don't know the questions, but I think I'm going to get them all right. I think I'm going to get the maximum amount of points, and I think I'm going to beat Peter, so that's all I'm going to say, but enough talking. Let's get into it so I can beat Peter right now and brag about it for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get into it. Uh, it's going to be about five seconds per question. I'll let you know when the time is up. We're going to have the contestants let me know what their answer is, and then I will let the audience know and them know what their answer is, what their correct answer is, and we'll go from there. And um, yeah, I think it's basically pretty self-explanatory, and I explained all the rules anyway. All right, question one. Who scored the first goal for Chelsea this season? A, Timo Werner, B, Mason Mount, C, Jorginho, or D, Kurt Zuma? Five seconds to answer. Can't look it up. All right, time is up. 
I hope you didn't look that up. You can look this up. No looking, no cheating, no looking up. All right, you got to think about it. Alex, who'd you have? You unmuted first. I want to say it's Jorginho. Peter, who do you have? Uh, I think it's either Mount or Jorginho, but since Alex went Jorginho, I'll just go Mount. Correct answer is Jorginho. He scored the penalty. First goal of the season. Peter, you should have stuck with your gut there. One nothing, Alex, points-wise. Keep that in your brain, Alex. Second question, this is a bit of a player background. At what age did Reese James join Chelsea? What age did Reese James join Chelsea? I went to Alex first last time. Peter, I'll go to you first. What age did Reese James join Chelsea? I'm pretty sure it's very, very young. So maybe like... Are you going to give us any, uh, going to be nice and give us, like, with a closest one gets the point? The hint is that it was at a young age, yes. (laughs) Okay, uh, I'll go with eight. Okay. Alex? I'm going to go with seven. Um, I feel like, yeah, lucky number seven. Let's hope that's right. So the age was six years old for Reese James, even joined younger than that. So I don't know what we should do. Do we award the person points? We didn't actually discuss this. Is it whoever's closer? How are we going to do that? I'll get, I actually, let's get both of your points on it. I know Alex is close. Let's have Peter go first. What does he think? Because I know. I feel Alex like is- neither of us should get it because then yeah. it's unfair for Alex. It, well, then it's not actually like a good question because then Alex can just say like, or I could say like one higher or one lower than the person. And then yeah. the other person gets the points, whoever said it was higher or lower. So I think just neither of us get any points for that one. Alex? I sadly agree with Peter, to be honest. So, yeah, no points. But I was very close, and I'm very upset about that. But well, let's move on to the next question. Yeah, so question three. Again, one nothing. Alex is winning right now. What year did Tammy Abraham get his first start in the starting 11 for Chelsea? What year? Five, four, three, two, one. My seconds might not be exact for each second line. But, you know, it's okay. We're going to start with Alex. Peter went first last time. What year did Tammy, Tammy Abraham get his first start for Chelsea? So this is a tough one. I'm going to say 2018. Peter? I agree with Alex. I think it's 2018. 2019. Oh, Tammy Abraham got his first start for Chelsea. And back to that question here. If someone got it, they should know this. But no one got it. So I don't know. We'll see. Question four, one nothing. Still Alex. What opponent... Did Chelsea play against where Tammy Abraham star, uh, scored his first goals? A, Norwich City. B, Brighton. C, Bournemouth. D, Aston Villa. Once again, what opponent did Chelsea play against where Tammy Abraham scored his first goals? A, Norwich City. B, Brighton. C, Bournemouth. D, Aston Villa. I don't know who I started with last time. I'm going to go with Peter. Start it off here. I have literally no idea. I'll go with Bournemouth. Alex? I don't know why, but I have a I have a suspicion it's Norwich. It is Norwich. It is Norwich. Alex is up two. Nil on Peter. We'll go on to question five. What was the last year Chelsea won the UEFA Champions League? What was the last year Chelsea won the UEFA Champions League? You can give me the season. You can give me the year that they want it. You tell me. We'll start with Alex. 2011-2012, that season. 
Peter? 2011, 2012, 2012, whatever you want to call it, but at the same season as Alex said. Yep, both correct. So now it is 3-1, Alex, still winning. Both get a point, though. So Peter gets on the board. That's a good thing. Question six. We saw Petr Cech just recently made his appearance in the Premier League 2. Looked a little rusty because the last time he played was in 2019. Well, in 2019, what did he play his final match against? Or who did he play his final match against? Was it A, Manchester United, B, Liverpool, C, Burnley, or D, Chelsea? Once again, Petr Cech just recently made his appearance in the Premier League 2 match for Chelsea, and he's on the roster for Chelsea this season. Last time he played was in 2019. Who did he play against in that final game? Manchester United, Liverpool, Burnley, or Chelsea? Peter, you start. Chelsea. Alex. I want to say Chelsea too, but I think it's Burnley. Petr Cech made his final start besides the Premier League game against... Chelsea Football Club, Peter gets that question correct. It is now 3-2. Peter's getting close. That game was actually a Europa final, uh, Europa League final game. Um, the Europa League final. Alex, I think you wanted that question back. We're going to go to question number seven now. Who was Chelsea's Player of the Year in 2018? Chelsea's Player of the Year in 2018. Alex. So... I'm going to go between Eden Hazard and Willian. Uh, I'm going to go Eden Hazard. Peter? It's either going to be Conte or Willian or Hazard, one of those three. So I think Conte? Conte? And Golo Conte was Chelsea's player of the season in 2018. I tried to throw you guys off. Peter did not fall for it. In 2019, it was Eden Hazard. And that's why I wanted to do it. I think in 2017, it was Eden Hazard too. So I wanted to fit one in there. 3-3, tied between Alex and Peter. Going on to question number eight. This is going to be a close one. We'll see. We might need those 15. What year was the last time Chelsea won the FA Cup? Once again, what year was the last time Chelsea won the FA Cup? No multiple choice here. You guys should know this. If you don't, give your best guess. We'll start with Alex. Who? When was the last time Chelsea won the FA Cup? What year? 2018. Peter. 2018. 2018 is correct, and you guys will snap on that one. 4-4 right now. Um, is it's, t- it's a tie. We're going on to question number nine. Who is the most recent scorer for Chelsea? Who is the most recent scorer for Chelsea right now? We'll start with Peter. Giroud. Alex? Ollie. Yep. All right. So both knew that one. Both snapped. Wow, they're getting easier, I feel like, as we go on. Uh, This one's not so easy, though, and I'm not giving you any multiple choice. It is 4-4-4 or 5-5. Now, 5-5. It's 5-5. Tie game. On to question 10. I feel like we should go to 15. We're going to 15 questions here. Question 10. How many clean sheets does Edouard Mendy have with Chelsea? Once again, how many clean sheets does Edouard Mendy have with Chelsea? No multiple choice. We're going with Peter first. This is including Champions League? This is including all of Chelsea's matches this season. Are you looking it up, Peter? No. On the Wolves game, they said that he had... uh, Oh, there was a number that they said on the broadcast... 
Okay. But I'll go with eight. Alex, Peter, I hear the clicking. I, I'm I'm a little nervous here. Alex, go ahead. I think it's five or six, and I'm gonna say five. Okay, it is nine clean sheets that Edward Mendy has with Chelsea. So even if Peter was looking it up, he, he gave it he gave the wrong answer. So I think you're I think you're okay, Peter. We'll let this one slide. That was interesting though that I heard the mouth the you know the the typing on the keyboard. We'll go to question eleven now. What year did Olivier Giroud we mentioned him earlier with the goal? Most recent goal scorer for Chelsea. What year did Olivier Giroud join Chelsea? Once again, what year did Olivier Giroud join Chelsea? Chelsea, I'm not looking for a season. I'm looking for a year to make it a little bit harder. What year did he join Chelsea? We'll start off with Alex. Once again, 5-5 five, five is the score. Question 11. 2017, I think. Peter? I'm going with 2016. 2018. Olivier Giroud joined Chelsea. Once again, we're going to go on to question 12, tied at fives. What was Lampard's final year with Chelsea? We know he went to some other clubs, so what was... Lampard's final year with Chelsea. Once again, looking for a year, not a season. If you're able to give me it correctly, we'll go with Peter. Um, last year, so uh, Peter, thirteen, twenty fourteen was the last year. Alex, did you have that? I did not give him the option. That was my fault. That was my fault. Who did Alex? What year did you have? You have to be honest. I apologize. That was my fault. I was gonna say 2013. Okay. Thank you for your blatant honesty. I'm not like 2013 here over here. So. Well, I don't know what Peter's typing on his keyboard over there. It's really getting me a little nervous. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I should have warned him the winner if he gets it. But we're still going to go. Question 13, still tied at fives. How many goals does Timo Werner have this season? All matches. Because I know Peter's going to ask. How many goals does Timo Werner have this season? We'll start out with Alex. Go ahead. Five. Uh, uh, Peter. Whoa. Six. Five. Five <laughs> goals. Alex is up. Two questions left. Six, five. All right, this is it. So this could break it open. Depends on how many you get right. And then we will award you. I, I feel like you guys would know this, but we'll see. So what teams were in Chelsea's group in the 2019-2020 season of the UEFA Champions League? Once again, what teams were in Chelsea's group in the 2019-20 UEFA Champions League? You get all three right. You get three points. We'll start off with Peter. No looking it up. Sevilla, Krasnodar, Ren. 2019-2020, I, I want to give you another chance. 2019-2020. Oh, yes. Uh, totally knew that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Valencia? Uh-huh. Uh, 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 look it up. What are you doing? I didn't even touch anything. Okay. I hear clicking. I don't know why, but... Uh, Valencia... Someone and someone. Okay. <laughs> Valencia is correct. Alex. So Valencia, because you just said it's correct. <laughs> uh, Did you have Valencia beforehand? Yes, I was going to say Valencia. Okay, fine. And I'm Ajax. doing this very wrong as a host here. Go and ahead. Ajax. I don't remember the third team. Okay, so Peter's going to get one point. That's going to make the game 6-6, six, six, right? Mm-hmm. Alex got Ajax. That's going to be 7-6. Do I get Valencia? 
you get you get Valencia eight six. Okay, eight six, and the last one was Lille. It's Valencia, Ajax, and Lille. Yeah. Question fifteen. And I feel like we'll see what happens here. It's eight six, so you know you would think Alex. All right. Who is the vice captain of Chelsea? Final question. Who is the vice captain of Chelsea? Peter, you start. Vice captain? Vice captain. Five, four, uh, three, two. Alex, vice captain of Chelsea, to seal it. It's Conte. Jorginho. Oh, I was going to say. Jorginho is the vice captain of Chelsea. I want to give Peter one more chance. To even up the to to even up the score somehow, just to, just one more question because I do have one here. This is question sixteen. I call foul play. I think I should just be declared winner right now. Shush, shush, Alex. You got a <laughs> you got a free point when Josh said Valencia was correct, even though you were gonna say it. That is that is very true. When was the last time a Chelsea player got a red card? When was the last time a Chelsea player got a red card? We'll start with Peter. Or we'll start with Alex. I think I started with Peter last time. Five. Oh no! Okay, four. Josh, don't start the timer right now. Give me a second. No, start the it's timer. Supposed to, it's supposed to be five seconds anyway. Yes, I've been giving you guys more more than five. Alex, I I knew it as soon as you said it. I, it's probably wrong, but I I have an idea. Five, four, three. Mateo Kovacic last season. I don't know against who. I want to say Brighton. Peter. Five. Let's go, Andreas Christensen. Correct. Andreas Christensen against Liverpool. The 2-0 win makes it 8-7. This is it. No more questions after this one. If Or, well, unless, I, uh, unless, unless Peter ties it. We'll see what happens. Um, okay. I got to find, find something. These are questions I'm making up on the fly here. So, let's see. Um, oh, no. Um, we'll go. Okay. All right. I got one. When was okay? So I mentioned earlier, right, that Chris, uh, that um, Timmy Abraham scored two goals against Norwich City, right, last season. So now I want to go to that game right now, and I'm going to give you four options of what the date was of that game. This is all, you know, th- this could be. I mean, you should know the times, like when this game was played. So we're going to go to that. It was in 2019. Here are the four dates: July, uh, not July, July. Right, they're still training in July. <laughs> All right, September the 4th, September 7th, August 27th, August 24th. What date did Chelsea play Norwich City where Tammy Abraham had the goals? Alex, I think you should go. You can go. August 27th. Peter. Eeny, meeny, wani, mo, kaja, tiger, could have done this on your own time. You had a chance to do this before. Uh, whatever the... the fourth one was. August 24th. Yeah. August 24th is correct. The go- The score is tied wait, wait, now. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, it is? It is tied. Oh, I, mean, I, I obviously knew it. I was just making uh, it seem like I didn't know it. 100% <laughs> knew it. It's so easy. Oh, no. I feel like we should have given Alex a win here. We'll, we'll see what happens. Play. We went, like, five questions extra at this uh, point. We did, but I don't... Uh, I don't... No, we didn't. It, it was fell fair. All right, we have to end it and see what happens. We have to end it and see what happens. All right. When was the last time Chelsea went into the penalties 
what team was against who who did they play last time they went into penalties peter start spurs alex spurs okay got that question correct last time we played our friends manchester city i don't know i picked a random team because i felt like it last time we played against our friends manchester city i want you to tell me what the scoreline was in that game. Once again, last time we played Manchester City, what was the final score of that game? We'll start with Alex. 2-1, Christian Pulisic goal. Alex, or Peter, last time we played Man City, what was the final Uh, score? uh, (laughs) 1-1. It's probably Alex probably has it right, but just because it needs to end eventually, I won't say it. After all this, after going many questions over the limit, the winner is still to be Alex with Chelsea two one win versus Manchester United. Man- Manchester United, Manchester City. Alex is the winner. Let's go. Let's go. That is your final score nine to eight. Went over the limit, scrolling for questions. We hope you very much enjoyed it. If you want us to keep doing it, which I think we both, we all want to do here. I mean, I, this, this is pretty fun. So, um, you know, let us know, like I said, on Twitter, give us a five-star rating and review on Apple podcasts, subscribe, share with your friends, share with your family, tag us on social media, especially Twitter at the giant take, uh, the giant take. That's our other podcast here. Giants podcast at the giant take pod. But for this podcast, follow us and share on Twitter, talking blues pod. And please let us know, DM us comment. If you want us to keep doing this game show, I think this is really fun. Um, and I think we're going to do it again. So look forward to in the beginning of January of the new year, we're going to be giving our mid year sort of um, Chelsea, uh, uh, ratings. We're going to go through every player and who we feel how they're doing this season. We're debating whether to do like an out of 10 rating or give them sections like really good, good, mid-tier, or bad. Um, but we'll let you know about it when that happens. We're also going to get into transfer window as that's coming up soon. But for right now, Chelsea still have to play. We previewed the games. Game show again will come up soon. I think we'll do one again in January because that was really fun. Um, but we really hope you enjoyed this episode. Episode number 20, 25 of Talking Blues ends right now. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.